More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, turn down the heat. Feuding with someone close to you will help you stop getting so hot under the collar and find ways to be a channel of God's peace. 877-573-7825. Says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, turn down the heat. Are you fussing or feuding or fighting with someone close to you or someone maybe not close to you, but you have to deal with anyway? (laughs) Whatever the situation is, we want to help you stop getting so hot under the collar and start finding ways to diffuse the tension and increase the peace. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. And whether it's somebody like your spouse or your kids or adult kids or extended family member or coworker, the fact is conflict is always around us, and we want to help you deal with all of that conflict gracefully. 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. You know, I think that <laughs> some people might be saying, I, I can't even just even listen to it because we hate conflict. Most of us, even conflictual people, don't enjoy conflict that they don't feel in control of. It's just something we don't like because it's really not what we're built for. We're built to be in unity with one another. But as you were saying, Greg, we all have to handle it in some way. Some of us it's occasional it just happens with people and we manage to get through it and we manage to repair the relationship from whatever we went through and it's fine others of us unfortunately live in a conflictual relationship with someone all of the time if we have a difficult marriage if we have a difficult parent-child relationship that whether that's with us and our kids or us and our own parents it can be very difficult it could be that one person at work where every time you have to be around them your shoulders start to go up around your ears because you know there's going to be some kind of conflict they're going to take it the wrong way they're going to be attacking in some way what do we do with it we get the skills that god has to give us and there are good grace-filled skills so if you're thinking don't really even want to think about conflict. Let's think about it not as conflict, but as a way to solve that conflict and give you more peace, more closeness with the people in your life. If you don't like conflict, well, it follows us anyway. And there's tension and disagreement and outright hostility between you and someone else you care about. If that's happening, well, 
talk to us about it. You know, maybe it's about political or religious disagreements. Haven't we seen too much of that in the last few years? And it looks like it's coming around again. Maybe you're arguing about who did what to whom, even if that was a while ago and it's still trying to be worked out. Or maybe you're just rubbing each other up the wrong way. Whatever the cause, let us help you find grace build ways to navigate the conflicts in your relationships and discover how we can be a channel of God's peace. 877-573-7825. Again, that number, 877-573-7825. Of course, if you are listening to the More to Life podcast, we'd love to take your questions as well. And uh, you can email your questions to us, and that address is questions at more2liferadio.com. That's with the number two, questions at more2liferadio.com. But we love hearing your voice, so give us a call if you can at 877-573-7825 and tell us about the conflicts with the people in your life so that we can help you decrease the tension and increase your peace. Again, 877-573-7825. 7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the theology of the body and what it can teach us about the topic of the day. Now, if you're not familiar with that term, theology of the body, um, it was developed by St. John Paul when he was Pope. He gave a series of reflections over the course of about five years that looked at how we can discern God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships by prayerfully reflecting on God's design and creation. The theology of the body reminds us that we're called to live in communion. Ironically, because we live in a fallen world, building that communion requires us to learn to deal gracefully with conflict. Our natural human tendency is to either try to avoid conflict as much as possible, even when we shouldn't, or to get caught up in it and then fan the flames. But neither of these choices are options for the Christian. In fact, both are sinful. Avoiding problems we could do something about is the sin of sloth. Escalating conflict needlessly is the sin of wrath. Fortunately, when it comes to dealing with conflict, Christians have a third option, to be peacemakers. Now, to be clear, you know, uh, a peacemaker isn't a smoother overer or an ignorer of issues. A peacemaker is somebody who works to restore the right order that God desires in a situation. So when conflicts arise, being a peacemaker doesn't mean just keeping a lid on things any more than it means unnecessarily escalating the tension. It means starting disagreements by seeking God's wisdom and grace, entering into conflict with the intention of working for the good of everyone involved, not just shoving my agenda down somebody else's throat, uh, and doing what we can to both encourage everybody involved in the conflict through that tension and toward godly solutions. As a peacemaker, we don't run from conflict, and we don't fan the flames of conflict. We know many different ways to actively engage and extinguish the fire so that new life can spring up from the ashes. 
And that sounds lovely, even poetic. But uh, practically speaking, what does that look like? You know, when your brother-in-law is making fun of your faith, mm-hmm. or you know, when your kids are arguing with you about your expectations, uh, or your parents are making demands on you that you don't know how to respond to, or any of the other things that we all get into tiffs about, or sometimes not just tiffs, but really rifts. So if there's a conflict in your life between you and someone you care about, or at least someone you have to deal with on a regular basis, let us help you find grace-filled ways to defuse the tension and increase the peace. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord, and then we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the the Father, the the Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ. We come into your presence and we bring to you the people and the situations where we find ourselves in conflict with with those who are in our life. Lord, none of us likes conflict and all of us struggle to know how to deal with it. And you call us to be peacemakers. Help us to know what that means in our unique circumstances. Help us to not run from conflict, but also not engage conflict in ways that simply fuels the fire. Instead, help us to find ways to affirm the other person and their needs and concerns while still being faithful to our own beliefs and needs and concerns as well. Help us to respond charitably, effectively, and gracefully so that in all situations we're able to work for your glory, for the good of the other person, and for our good as well. We ask all this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And in the name of the, the Father, Father, the, the Son, Son, and, and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, the show is Turn Down the Heat. Are you fussing, feuding, or fighting with somebody you're close to or someone you have to deal with on a regular basis? We want to help you find ways to diffuse the tension and increase the peace. 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Jody, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Connecticut on the EWTN app. Hi, Jody. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Um, I, so, first of all, thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm calling because um, my son, who's going to be 19 next month, um, he was born with a heart defect where his pulmonary artery and his aorta were actually in reverse. So they were switched when he was seven days old. And every year we have to get an MRI for his heart because um, they're always looking at his aorta and some coronary arteries that they switch to make sure they're not dilated, etc. And his aorta sure. is slightly dilated. Not So anyway, I'm calling because I just found out he's using a product called Zen. It's this six milligrams of nicotine. They're these little pouches that dissolve in your mouth. And um, I, I approached him with it and just said, you know, here we are waiting for the results of your MRI and you're doing this, which is completely amazing to me. Like, how can you not, how could you do this? Uh, Knowing what it does and knowing you could have open heart surgery as a result of a dilation of your aorta, et cetera. So, Wow. And what was his response, Jody? I mean, it says on the board that he got upset when you confronted him about this, but what what was his answer to that question? Mom, I was doing other things. I've been doing it for like four years. All my friends do it. Everybody's doing something like this. At least I'm only doing this. 
and um, what are you worried about? And I was just, and I just said, honey, I just want you to know I love you, and I will always, out of love, approach you with these things. And and if you need help, I, I said, why are you doing this? And they blew up, and just forget it, mom. And locked the lock. He ended up when I walked out of the store, ended up locking the door. I was going to go back in and try to talk some more to him, but. I just, um, I'm so stressed out about it, and I'm... Sure. You know, I... Sure. I mean, you're worried about his life, and he's 19 and probably tired of being worried about his life, and probably just wants to feel normal, and then you end up clashing together with all of the concerns you have as his mom right now, which, as a mom myself, Jody, I just want to give you a big hug. I know this has got to be so hard and scary. Can you tell me more about the relationship overall, though? I mean, how, how do you guys get along about around other things? And when I say get along, I don't just mean, you know, you don't fight about other things. I mean, how, how close are you about other things? How willing in general is he to accept influence from you in other areas? Typically, always, he's very, um, my, my husband's very closed off, and I'm always the one to deal with everything, sort of, with him, and he's always confided in me when something happened, or this or that, and this was a surprise, though, I just, yeah, I, and, and in you terms- know, he's also been told by his, go ahead, well, no, in terms of when I say accepting influence, so, so for example, you know, how, how open is he to your advice or suggestions in, in other areas of his life? You said he confides in you, but, but, but how, how willing is he to really kind of respect you and, and take your, your, your counsel and, and those sorts of things in other areas? Usually he pushes back on me completely and, can, you know, and be disrespectful even, and then he, I find out he'll take my advice kind of thing. Um, but I would say he pushes back, like even with the the faith right now, he's not walking it. Yeah, he's doing and, things and, that and, are. And this is an honest question. I, I don't I don't know the answer to this, but 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 how how similar is that to the way your husband responds to you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Okay. All right. right. Sometimes you just wonder if Greg has some kind of, you know, special way to read somebody. Well, you know, I, 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 you know, I I don't like to go places where people don't, you know, kind of didn't ask. You didn't ask about that. But, but, but But I I, I tell you what, in all, because we've been doing and we'll be talking about this soon, but there's been a lot of research going on behind the scenes on what makes happy, holy families connected. And so one of the things we've definitely seen is the relationship of dad with his kids and mom is way more important than well, anybody ever gives it credit and for. And the relationship so, between mom and dad. In, well, I said, and his wife. You know, it is very, very important. And so when we usually yeah. go, oh, that's just men, it actually has a lot of weight Well, to and it. the reason I bring it up, okay, is because... He, you know, one of the one of the factors that kind of figures in here, okay, is that that your son at nineteen is is really trying to figure out what it means for him to be a man, um, and you know, part of the message that he implicitly got growing up was being a man means pushing back against what the women in your life tell you. Um, now, you know, I'm glad that you see that after the fact he tends to be a little bit more receptive if you give him some space, and I think that might be an important thing here. You know, that that your tendency might be 
uh, because you don't feel taken seriously, either by your son or your husband, to push and to keep pushing because you want to make sure that your message gets across. I see this dynamic in, in, in counseling all the time. Uh, and it's, I'm not, you know, it's a perfectly understandable and natural reaction because nobody likes to feel dismissed. And so when we feel dismissed, we just kind of keep bringing it up again and we keep bringing it up again. Um, and, you know, in an attempt to get some kind of validation for, have you heard me? Are you listening? Are you taking this seriously? Um, if you're saying that, you know, his initial response is to be kind of disrespectful and push back, but then after the fact to kind of hear you out, then I would I would try to lean on that pattern for this, too. You've, you've sent your message. Give him a little bit of space about it. Look for little opportunities to bring it up, either either mention, for example, for the next appointment, mention it to the doctor, ask, ask the doctor to kind of weigh in on this. Um, you know, when you talk to him again about it at some point, you know, maybe not right away, but you wait a couple of weeks at least before you bring it back up again. Uh, and you say, well, you know, I was thinking a little bit more about what you said the last time. And you were saying, you know, all your friends would do this. And, and you know, and, and at least I don't do the other things that my friends do. I think, well, you know, but your friends don't have, you know, heart problems. <laughs> find me, you know, find me a, a handful of friends that have these kind of heart problems who are, who are doing this. Then we could talk. But but uh, you're not you're not in the same situation. You know, so kind of just pointing out gently and respect in little uh, little moments um, the the you know the, what your point is but I would say this there's a lot of research that kind of shows that the the best way to influence another person is to maintain a 20 to 1 ratio of positive to negative interactions so for every time you bring this up you should have 20 interactions with him where you don't Right, at least. And you talk about other things and you build relationship. It's because, you know, if I know that 48 times out of 50, you know, or, or whatever, 38 times out of 40, um, you know, this other person has my best interests at heart and they're safe to talk to and they're not going to hound me about stuff, they're much more willing to hear what I have to say when I'm when I have to be more critical or give you know constructive advice or whatever uh, when when it, when they feel like that 20 to 1 ratio is off and um, you know every time I talk to you I have to hear about what I'm doing wrong or every time I talk to you you bring this up or every time I you know th that's when the defensiveness comes up and the resistance increases and your your the effectiveness of your message goes down so you brought it up I would say, you know, make sure that you're you're leaning into having lots of other interactions with him that don't involve this. That's going to kill you. <laughs> but if you want your message to get across, that's going to be your best bet. Doesn't I mean you don't bring it up again, but just mentally think, you know, 20 positive interactions to every time I bring this one thing up, and that's going to help you there. The the other piece though, um, since I mentioned the marriage, I would really encourage you to to seek some help for your marriage relationship because your son needs to see your husband responding differently to you uh, to really undo some of the wiring that your son has gotten about what it means to be a man and to deal with women in his life um, and the best way that we can teach our kids that is by taking responsibility for our own stuff uh, and you and your husband have really been struggling with this based on the comments that you made here this is an invitation I think from God to really look at your relationship uh, and and as a, as, a, as a prophetic woman of God, stand up and say, you know, husband, we, we need to get help with this because this is not having this is having serious repercussions on my on our son's health, you know, because, because you've modeled yes. this reaction where you don't have to listen to me. Um, and, and it's time for make to make that change, because unless we fix this. You know, we're not going to be able to lead our son to a healthy, godly life. Well, and on top of that, I'm going to add on that your son's 19. I mean, and you're entering that emptiness stage in one way or the other. Don't you want to have a really fabulous marriage to enjoy for the rest of your lives together and get this 
part of it ironed out and and thriving better than it is right now. So that would be a win-win all the way around. So, Jody, if there's more that we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Uh, Our book, uh, How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love, could be a great resource. You could also uh, reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com. But, you know, follow the suggestions that we've made for interacting with your son about this, uh, and please let us know how it's going. If there's more we can do for you, I hope that you'll reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com. With that, we are taking a break, but when we come back, more with your calls about conflict with all the people in your life. You know, none of us look for conflict, but it seems to find us anyway. So if there are tensions or disagreements or outright hostilities between you and someone you care about, whether it's about political and religious differences, or you're arguing about who did what to who, or you're just rubbing each other the wrong way. Whatever the cause is, we want to help you find graceful ways to navigate the conflicts in your relationship and discover how to be a more effective channel of God's peace. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue with your questions about conflict when we come back from the break. Stick around. Catechism in a Year with me, Father Mike Schmitz, is now available right here on Catholic Radio. Encounter God's plan of sheer goodness for us, revealed in Scripture and passed down through the tradition of the Catholic faith as we journey together toward our heavenly home. Bible in a Year and Catechism in a Year with Father Mike Schmitz tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on EWTN Radio. We are the pro-life generation, passionate about building the culture of life in our health care and in our nation. But not all health care options are equally pro-life, and some provide morally objectionable procedures. CMF Curo is different. CMF Curo is a pro-life Catholic health care ministry, providing a pathway for its members to build the culture of life in their health care choices, not destroy it. Learn more about CMF Curo at MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. Hello, Steve Ray here. Everything in the Bible and in the Catholic Church starts with the book of Genesis. It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Turn Down the Heat. Are you feuding, fussing, or fighting with somebody that you are close to or that you just have to deal with on a regular basis? We want to help you manage that conflict gracefully. 877-573-7825. If you're listening to the More to Life podcast, send your questions to questions at moretoliferadio.com. Greg, we had a question that came in from Bob, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Nebraska on Spirit Catholic Radio. He said his friend 
is driving him nuts on Facebook. <laughs> his friend brags and is prideful, and how can Bob handle this as a good Christian? Uh, social media is going to be the undoing of all of us. Right? <laughs> really, I mean... Well, if we don't learn to try to like avoid the temptations to lose our mind, then yeah, it really can. So here's the thing, and this is this is a hard-won lesson, okay? And I, I'm, I'm speaking for myself here, because I've gotten sucked into plenty of arguments that I shouldn't have been in, in mm-hmm. social media, yeah. too. So the I'm speaking to myself, right? You have to have a different set of rules for the way you approach social media than you do face-to-face interactions because the dynamic is different and the rules are a little different. You know, when, when, when somebody says something to our face, we feel obliged to respond to that, right? Because they're talking to us. And when we're on social media, because it comes to us, we feel like they're talking to us. But really, because of the anonymity of social media, I put something out there, right? Whether it's a picture or a statement or whatever, I just, it's, it's my bully pulpit and I'm going to shout my thing to the world. I'm not necessarily talking to you, right? I'm, I'm just saying what I think, whether I, should, whether I should express that out loud or not. Or trying to frame ourselves in the best possible light. We may be going through absolute inner or family turmoil, but we're going to put the best of the best out there to share it with everyone and attempt to connect and make ourselves feel better. But, but you know, I'm not really, if, when, when people put things on social media, they're not really caring about the impact it's going to have on other people. They're just thinking, I want to say this. Um, and then you get it in your feed, and it feels personal. It feels like, they said this to me. Why are they saying this to me? You know, don't they know thus and such and this and that? Um, and then I feel obliged to comment. <laughs> and then it, goes, then it goes, falls apart from there. So, Bob, I guess what I would say to you is that the, 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 the discretion is the better part of valor when it comes to social media. If you, when you see those things that your friend posts, um, you, you can either just scroll past them or you know you don't have to unfollow uh, you don't have to unfriend him but you can unfollow him what that means is that you can go look at his page when you want to but you don't necessarily get his posts uh, po- popping up in your feed. There's also a way to do, I think, a 30-day pause if you just need like a little space from the whole thing to get another perspective, and that they get don't get notified. So, for instance, I, I have several people that I that I, I like and that I've, I'm, I've been friends with for a while, but they regularly post things that cause my blood pressure to rise. So I've unfollowed them, and every once in a while, when I, I think, "Hey, I wonder what so and so is up to these days," I go to their page and I read it, and I'm and I'm mentally prepared for what I'm going to get as opposed to just being blasted with it in the face whenever I scroll through my own feed. So I would suggest that to you. You know, you don't need to comment on those things. You don't need to try to convince them that they shouldn't post those things. You, sh- you don't need to involve yourself in arguments there. Be, the, you focus on the face-to-face relationship or the phone interactions that you have or the text interactions, any interpersonal reactions that you actually have. And don't see social media as if your friend is talking directly to you. Because that's a vi- it's, it, social media follows very different rules than face-to-face content. Conversations. Thanks for the question, Bob. It's something that we all have to reflect on, and I hope that those suggestions will help you manage your social media relationships a little more effectively, too. All right, with that, we got to go to break. When we come back, we're talking about conflict between you and the people that you have to share your life with, whether you're close or not. Conflict comes up. Let us help you diffuse the tension and increase the peace. 877-573-7825. Back in a minute. We can't understand what's going on in America if we don't recognize that America has come under the sway of a false god. America is now controlled by a twisted understanding of freedom. It's my right, and I'll do what I want. We were definitely made to exercise freedom, but it's freedom 
under God. It's freedom to do as we ought, not freedom to do as we wish. We were not created to exercise self-will, self-law, self-rule, apart from God our Creator. America's emphasis on individual autonomy is an idolatrous distortion, even a replacement of the original American ideal of ordered liberty. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Christ is the Answer with Father John Ricardo. John 14. This is Jesus in the upper room with the disciples before he's going out to his sacrifice of himself for our salvation. And Philip says to the Lord, show us the Father and we'll be satisfied. Jesus looks at Philip and says, Philip, have I been with you all this time? Don't you understand? When you see me, you're looking at the Father. In fact, only two people throughout human history have given rise to the question, not who is he, but what is he? The two people are Buddha and Jesus. Buddha's answer was, don't come to me, don't look to me, look to my doctrine, look to what I teach. Jesus' answer was, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble of heart. Jesus is explicitly claiming to be God. Hi there, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Why are some married couples happy while others struggle? You might think that happy couples argue less and resolve issues more efficiently than unhappy couples. But in fact, research suggests that both happy and unhappy couples argue about as much and struggle similarly with problem solving. The real difference is that happy couples consciously work toward maintaining their relationship and emotional health. For example, they create rituals for working, playing, talking, and praying together on a daily and weekly basis. Happy couples also look for ways to help each other out from day to day. Little things that might make the other person's day easier or more pleasant. And then, when conflict breaks out, as it inevitably does in any human relationship, they realize that the most important thing isn't solving the conflict, but how they come to that resolution. Happy couples take care of each other while they go through that conflict so they can work to find solutions together. Marriage isn't easy, but the good news is that with a little work, any couple can find real happiness together. Get more tips for building a strong marriage in my book, How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love. And if you'd like faithful help for your relationship, visit CatholicCounselors.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today's show is titled, Turn Down the Heat. Are you fussing, feuding, or fighting with someone either close to you or that you have to deal with on a regular basis? We are here for you. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. We'll help you stop getting so hot under the collar and find ways to turn down the tension and increase your peace. 877-573-7825. Or if you're listening to the More to Life podcast, send us your questions via email to questions at moretoliferadio.com. Let's talk now with Michael, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Oklahoma on Oklahoma Catholic Radio. Hey, Michael. Welcome to More to Life. What's up? 
Hey, thank you. Uh, yeah, so uh, I was just curious. Um, this Easter, I will be confirmed Catholic. I'm currently uh, in OCIA. And um, my family is um, all Protestant family. They are not um, super happy about me becoming Catholic. Um, I've done quite a lot of research, so I know that this is what I want to do. Um, they aren't being hostile, but they're being sort of dismissive about it and uh, trying to kind of pretend like it's not happening. So I'm curious uh, how, how I should deal with that. <laughs> Well, Michael, I'm assuming from your tone of voice that this is your family of origin, or does this include, like, a wife and children as well? Uh, yeah, no, this is, like, um, father, mother, grandparents. Okay. Yeah. Can so you give own. me an example of, of, of an interaction that you might have? You know, what, what would you say, and, and what does the being dismissive look like? Like, well, how would sure, they Sure, yeah. So, like... Um, for example, I, uh, me and my grandma, we are probably the most religious people in our family. So we'll do, we'll mm -hmm. read the Bible and everything together. Um, and I was talking to her about it and I was like, Hey, you know, I'm thinking about making this decision. This was before I was in OCIA a couple months ago. Um, and she was like, Oh, well, I, I asked her, I was like, well, would you have a problem with that? And she's like, yeah, I would have a problem with that. And, uh, every day since I, or not every day I come over, but when I see her, she always comes up with something. She's like, why do Catholics do this? And so I'll answer her and, um, you know, do my best to uh, defend my belief. But she just seems to be combative about it. Okay. All right. Thanks. That, that's really helpful. Mm -hmm. So um, ju just a, a little technical side note for folks who are listening. Um, if you haven't heard the term OCIA, that's the new uh, that's the new lingo for our, what used to be called RCIA. So instead of the Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults, it's now the Order of Christian Initiation for Adults. So for Catholic listeners out there who are like, what are you talking about? Um, so, but to get to your question, Michael, um, what I would say to your grandma, especially, is you know, go ahead and answer her questions. But then, you know, at the end of at the end of it, um, say, you know what? Would you mind praying with me, Grandma? You know, and then just pray, Lord. You know, we both love you very much, and we, you know, you're the Lord of our lives, and we're both trying to follow your your call. You know, help us through all of this to draw closer to each other and to you, and to really be open to your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Right, and 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 the point being that what in, both in the prayer and in your direct conversation with your grandma, you you, you want to focus this on the fact that you're following the Lord's call in your life, and that you both are following the Lord's call in your life in the ways that you're able to, um, and that this is the next step in that call. Um, but don't let this be, don't let the whole relationship, especially, but don't let the even this relationship about faith be about apologetics, about you know her challenging you and you kind of defending it. I mean, it's fine to answer her questions. That's fine. But, but I, I, I would, it's the most important thing you can do, especially with somebody who is, who's a woman of faith, um, who has concerns about your faith journey, you know, is to, is to really show her, uh, number one, that, 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 your, that your actions are rooted in prayer and a genuine desire to seek what the Holy Spirit is doing in your life. Uh, and also um, to show her that uh, you respect um, the, how the Holy Spirit is moving in her life, uh, and finally to also be able to say, and this is actually something um, Kimberly Hahn said when when she came into the church. They talk about this. Uh, Scott and Kimberly talk about this in their book, Rome Sweet Rome. 
um, that you know her her family were were like multiple generations of very well known Protestant ministers, uh, very fiery, you know, on on fire for the Lord, uh, and very much. Uh, anti-Catholic, yeah. uh, and and she, what she said to her family when she came into the church, was, you know, I'm being faithful to the way you raised me because you raised me to follow God's call in my life, and I am I am doing what you taught me to do, right? So that's the message that you want to be sending, not just not not just in the way you defend yourself. I don't want you to defend yourself. I, I want you to present, you know, charitable explanations for why Catholics believe the quote-unquote crazy things we believe. But but I want you to really witness to her in the prayer that I'm suggesting, and in the way you talk to her about it, or anybody else in your family, that you are doing what you were taught to do, which is to follow the call of the Holy Spirit in your life, that this, this decision was made seriously and intentionally, consciously, prayerfully, uh, just as you know your grandma makes those decisions in her own life, and this is where God is leading you. And you're happy to share whatever question, uh, you know, responses when you can to whatever questions she might have. But at the end of the day, it's it's not about... Um, understanding it all. At the end of the day, it's really all about this is where the Holy Spirit's leading me, and I'm asking you to respect that, and just as I respect uh, where the Holy Spirit's leading you. And let's pray about it together so that through all of this and the rest of our relationship, we can draw closer to God and each other. So try, try to focus on that piece of it. You know, and th- they won't necessarily be any happier about it. <laughs> <So> <laughs> they may over time, they may understand that, that it's, you're having a real relationship with God, which is often a very large concern for our Protestant brothers and sisters who see people moving into Catholicism. They think that it's not a relationship-based faith, where in fact it's such a relationship-based faith that we actually receive Jesus' body, blood, soul, and divinity. It's very relational. Um, Communion is our altar call. Yeah, it truly <laughs> is. But they don't know that, and, and the press out there is, is not good on that at all to our Protestant brothers and sisters. So really sharing that, praying with them where they'll allow you to, and not not falling into the trap of getting into, I have to teach them, I have to show them the differences, I, I have, have to get to their do, approval. I have to get their approval, because all you need is God's approval, and you sound like you're going in that direction really well, Michael. We will be praying for you. We hope that this happens in your life. We welcome you wholeheartedly into the family, and just just trust the Lord and keep praying and moving through this experience. Welcome home, Michael. Thanks for being open to the Holy Spirit and letting him lead you back to back home to the church. Um, and I hope that these suggestions will give you some charitable ways uh, to maintain the relationship with your grandma and the rest of your family, uh, even as you respond to their genuine concerns about where the Lord is leading you now. Charitable ways and also ways where you can find that peace inside yourself as your center of all of this. You know, and, and just a, uh, an aside, a little editorializing for all of our listeners. You know, when it comes to handling conflict, um, the biggest trap we can fall into is I have to convince them that they're wrong, you know, or I have to convince them that I'm right. That's really that's really not the point of any conversation. Can I add one thing to the the, the point where, like with Michael, when it's religious differences, we also think I have to be the one to convert them because mm-hmm. now I know this truth in my life. No, the relationship based in the Holy Spirit will do that. But even in other situations, you were saying... Right? Yeah, well, no, just, just, you know, in any conversation, the best way that we can discuss differences is by just discussing them, not not trying to convince the other person. In fact, apologetics um, is is the art of presenting an explanation for what we believe. 
And that, that's what the term means. You know, when we talk about Christian apologetics. We're not, we don't mean that we're, that we're convincing people that Christianity is right or Catholicism is right. What apologetics means is I'm presenting the reasonable argument for why we believe what we believe. And then it's up to the Holy Spirit from there. You know, it's not my job to make you agree with it. It's not my job to convince you that I'm right or validate me or whatever. It's, it's, it's my job to present the best explanation I can of why Catholics believe what we believe and leave the rest of the Holy Spirit and, and then work on the relationship because the Holy Spirit works through the relationship. When people can see the fruit that, 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 that my faith is bearing in my life, when they can see that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a good person to be around, I, I'm, I'm an understanding person, I'm a compassionate person, I'm a caring person, I'm interested in them, uh, you know, I, I'm living well and rightly, um, that's what witnesses. And, and then when I can present those reasonable explanations for why I believe what I believe, that, that has more credibility. But the more I you know, kind of go into something trying to convince the other person of anything, not just religion, but anything, uh, the more their defenses go up and the less effective I am. And the more conflict is going to result as a result. 877-573-7825. We're talking with you today about conflict in our show titled Turn Down the Heat. Somebody in your life making you hot under the collar? Dealing with tension, disagreements, or outright hostility between you and somebody you have to deal with regularly, whether they're close to you or you just have to bump into them, we are here for you. 877-573-7825. As we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Matthew chapter 5, verse 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. And I, you know, I pick this verse, um, First of all, because we're talking a lot about what being a peacemaker means, but but um, there's a lot of confusion about what what it is to be a peacemaker. Most people think that uh, peacemakers are conflict avoiders. You know, to be a peacemaker means that I should never be in tension with anybody. You know, this is the same. This is from the Sermon on the Mount, though, right? So this is Jesus saying this, and this is the same Jesus who said, "Do you think that I came to bring peace?" You know, the time will come when mothers will be against daughters and fathers will be against sons, and so, you know. So, so you know, what does this mean? Being a peacemaker does not mean being a smoother overer. It doesn't mean being a conflict avoider. It means being somebody who's committed to seeing that right order is established. That's how St. Augustine put it. That peace is the tranquility of rest that results from right order. Uh, and so in anything that we do, when, 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 there, when we see a conflict blazing, our job as peacemakers is to facilitate the conversation and move it forward while taking the temperature down. When we see an injustice, our job as peacemakers is maybe to make a little bit of a fuss about it because this is something that re- requires some attention. So peacemakers, be, being a peacemaker does not mean being a conflict avoider or a smoother overer. It means being a facilitator of right order in whatever situation you find yourself in. Let's talk about what that means for you today on More to Life. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue with your calls about conflict when we come back from the break. Stick around. Maybe you've been hearing a lot about the need to make a spiritual communion while participating from home in a live-streamed or broadcast Mass. By asking for spiritual communion, we are acknowledging that the Holy Mass is the perfect, best way to worship God. The priest intercedes perfectly for us with God the Father because he acts in persona Christi. This is the time to see that through the priest's representation of Christ's sacrifice on Calvary, we are never separated from our Lord. Jesus, I embrace you and unite myself wholly to you. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio. 
I often have people ask me, aren't you scared when you talk about the issues such as abortion or uh, all the different ideologies, especially the gender ideology? I say, I'm scared of what I don't say if I'm not using this platform that God gave me wisely and well. If I'm not sharing information with people, if I'm not sharing the truth of the Catholic faith, I'm going to be held accountable, as is any one of us who has a platform. And we all have a platform. The sizes and the extent are different. But every single person, especially if you have a computer and if you have a Facebook page or a Twitter account, you have a platform. And so we're all responsible to evangelize. And we may be fearful, but we move through that fear with trust that God is with us. He tells us he will give us the words. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today on More to Life, we're talking about conflict on our show titled Turn Down the Heat got conflict with somebody you care about or just have to deal with give us a call 877-573-7825 let's talk now with patty who's listening to ewtn radio in pennsylvania hi patty welcome to more to life hi how you doing well Good, thanks. thanks what can we do for you today okay um i'm 59 years old i have a brother that we're only 11 months apart and he died of a really rare brain cancer there's seven I'm so siblings. sorry i know and he was such a good guy so what happened was he had an apartment building but he never had a will so we ended oh, up dear. selling his apartment building and what happened was my one sister said to me that i needed to go against everybody else like in other words draw a line in the sand and because she didn't feel what they were doing was right and it was just a big upheaval and so now my sister does not talk to me because i love everyone i'm not just going to say i'm going to talk to mary i'm going to talk to you know what i mean and i wanted to love everyone and not be involved in what they're doing but it's really killing me that i don't have a relationship with my sister we're very close sure our family was always very close and it just seems like we're all ripped apart now over my brother's death how long has this been he died in august so it's going on two years this august two years of this patty you have my heartfelt condolences both on the loss of your brother and and the fractionalization of the family that's going on so so it's 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 specifically the relationship with this one sibling or is it are you are you in conflict with everybody it's just it's just one sibling one sister one sibling okay just like and and do you have any interaction with her at all or has she completely cut you off 
completely cut me off. Oh dear. Okay. And 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 have and have you tried to reach out to her? And what happens if you do? Um, have I tried to reach out to her? Uh, yes and no. We go go to fam- if she comes to a family function or something, we do say hello. But it's not like it used to be. Like I really miss my sister. And sure, I really miss, sure. You know, but she's still coming to family functions, even though she disagrees with all of the rest of the siblings it, well, on if it's how a, this went down. Right. If it's if it's a funeral or if it's something to that mm. nature, then you know, uh, a baby shower, something to that effect, mm-hmm. she does show up. And have you communicated to her that you really miss her? Um, no, but I've communicated to her daughter, and she also has a granddaughter, and I have grandchildren, and all of these cousins could be growing up together. Okay. Well, all right. So, so um, a couple of things. I mean, the, the first the first thing I would say is that, that you, you want to, um, I would, I would re- really reach out to her and just in a very casual way not 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 a not a we need to sit down and have this out so that we could restore our relationship kind of way because she doesn't want to do that <laughs> it's not it's not that she doesn't want to be in a relationship with you it's that nobody wants to have to climb through all the muck to get there right and so the the best technique if you will is is to start reaching out kind of casually you know and just maybe by text for example or even email you know whatever um, just saying, hey, I was thinking about you, and I, you know, wanted to share this article. Or I was thinking about you, and I just, you know, I was just praying for you. I was talking to your daughter, and I, and I heard about thus and such, and I just wanted to let you know that I've been keeping that situation in prayer. Uh, I, I really miss you, and I was thinking about you, and I just wanted to share that this was going on in my life because I, I thought you'd think this was, you know, interesting or funny or whatever. And, and you're, you're texting her on a regular basis, you know. You you pray about what the frequency should be, you know, a couple of times a month, once a week, whatever. But 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 just kind of build up to it, um, and and expect that she won't respond at first. But the but the point is, you're, what you're trying to demonstrate here is, I love you, and I want to be in a relationship with you, and I miss you. And in order to have a relationship with you, we don't have to climb through all the stuff. You know, maybe it'll get to the place where you can, or you should, or you will. But but you're okay, sort of leaving that aside for now, uh, and just trying to have the relationship you could have and just moving ahead with it and, and kind of ignoring the fact that she's trying to ignore you <laughs> because that, that enables the person to sort of save face. They, you know, I'm sure she feels embarrassed as, as, she, as she feels angry, I'm sure, about all the stuff she feels angry about. But then we also feel embarrassed about the way we handled our anger and we don't want to face that either. So if I have to go and, and slog through it all, then I probably won't. But if, if you show me that you're willing to kind of lay that aside to build relationship, I'm willing to at least come alongside of you on that and maybe in time to address the deeper wounds as well. I, I want to also address for just a moment here, Patty, for you and for so, so many of our listeners and callers who go through fractured families after the death of a family member, because this is epidemic. And, you know, Greg, you're talking about how she handled her anger. Anger, when someone in the family has passed, the anger between siblings or between family members is an expression of grief because we're not taught how to handle grief in the Western world at all. So we know we're angry that the person died. We're angry at God. We're angry at the circumstance. We're just angry that we lost them. We're in pain. We're grieving. And we don't know how to handle that. And we don't like it 
but we want to do something and be effective, so we turn it into anger against the people who love us most and we've been closest with because we think that we're strong enough in that relationship to do it, and we often shred our families because it's grief being acted out in anger, often over petty things. Well, you know, we, we were talking about Patty's call over the break, and you mm-hmm. said something I thought that was really powerful and concise. So you, you, you said, you know, people would rather be angry than be in grief. Yes. People would rather feel anger than feel grief. Yes. And, and we can't do anything about the grief, but we can, we, you know, we tell ourselves, we well, think. I, I think I could do something about the anger. If we can find something to be angry at. So I put all my energy into that instead of into grieving. And, and we say ridiculous things and we do things we never would have done if we weren't in a state of grief. So Patty, your sister probably decided to do this. You're actually... <laughs> Somebody who just have one sister in this situation instead of all eight of you being in in, in tatters because of this because we get that kind of call a lot. She had a deep grief reaction and letting her know in this way that Greg is talking about. Yeah, we were strong enough to make it through this. I still love you, and I still want to be part of your life. Maybe the best thing you can do for the whole family. Don't expect her to jump in and jump for joy. She's got a lot of stuff she needs to sort through in terms of her reaction to all of this. But stepwise, yeah. it could be very effective for you. Yeah, you know, and and you know, you might say, well, she wasn't grieving. She was being awful about the distribution of his of his assets. It's like, mm. Well, I mean, uh, the, the distribution of assets is a very emotional thing. You know, we 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 put a lot of emotional weight into who gets what and why. Um, and how it's divided up, and and you know, does it mean that I, you know, does is it a sign of how much they loved me or yes. how much I loved them? Exactly. Um, Did yeah. they like this person more? Blah blah. Because it's, it's all bad. about the grief. Because now we can't ask questions because that person's no longer there. So you know, like I said, there may come a time where you're able to sort through all this together. There may not. Um, but the the best way for you, and unless she just absolutely responds and says, you know, don't text me again, you know. <laughs> Right. The, the way I would suggest for responding to this is, is by sending those periodic texts a couple of times a month, see how it goes, build up to maybe weekly or whatever, build up to build up from there. And don't expect her to respond at first, um, but just be friendly, be chatty, you know, share things, talk to her about what you're praying for or for her, about the fact that you saw her daughter or the grandkids or whatever. Uh, and then just letting her know that you miss her and just leaving it out there without any kind of sense that you have to slog through all the stuff to get your relationship back on track. It's just, you know, I'm moving on, and I hope that you can move along with me. So that's your best bet, Patty. If there's more that we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us here again on More to Life or through CatholicCounselors.com. We have a book called God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, Making Peace with Difficult People, which talks about this kind of thing. How do we set boundaries uh, in ways that lead to better relationship and, and enable us to negotiate these kinds of conflicts in ways that uh, leave the door open for reconciliation? That's God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, Making Peace with Difficult People. Thanks again for the call, Patty. Well, that's all the time we've got for today's program. And just again, as we head out, um, in dealing with conflict, the most important thing, especially in response to the Lord's call to be peacemakers, is not to avoid the conflict and certainly not to pour gas on the fire. Um, it's to remember that no matter how how antagonistic I think the other person is being, my choice of how I respond to that antagonism either pours water on the fire or pours gas on the fire i need to ask myself in prayer which i'm doing 
you know, when I'm when I'm when I think about saying this or doing that, am I pouring gas on the fire, or am I putting water on the fire? Uh, and I'm not supposed to pour water on the fire just to shut it down. I'm supposed to pour water on the fire to kind of calm it down so that we can do something else other than build fires. <laughs> And if you'd like more support in handling the conflicts in your marriage, family, or personal life, come on over to CatholicCounselors.com, where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to help you transform your marriage, family, or personal life in the light of God's love. Again, that's CatholicCounselors.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you have a blessed day. Get out there and celebrate the life God has for you, because with His grace, there's so much more to life. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.